really there's there's two ways to finance a business. It's either by way of debt or by way of equity. If somebody's looking at debt, they're looking at you know SBA loans. Uh, the other way of doing it is through equity, and that's typically home equity, or the other big way is to uh, utilize retirement plan monies. Welcome to the Fiber New Exchange podcast, where we connect with franchise owners and industry partners in discussing business ownership, the ups and downs along the way with running a franchise, and a whole lot more. My name is Jesse Johnstone, president here at Fiber New. With 250 plus franchise partners, we are the worldwide experts in the restoration of leather, plastic, and vinyl. Thank you very much for listening in. On this episode, we connect with Derek Skosberg from Tenant Financial to talk all things financing and funding when it comes to starting a franchise business. If you're someone who's looking at investing in a franchise business, but you're unclear how to finance or fund that business, you want to listen to this podcast. Derek demystifies the process and clearly explains some of the more common options. One footnote on what you're about to hear is that it is US-centric and applies to options available within the borders of the US. However, if you're listening from outside of the US, there may be similar options available in your country, but with different names, terms, and conditions. One other footnote and disclaimer is that FiberNew does refer some of our franchise partners to Tenet Financial for assistance, but not exclusively. We also work with similar partners within the industry. We hope you enjoy this podcast and can learn some valuable insights when it comes to financing your franchise. Cheers. Derek, thank you very much for your time and doing this podcast with us today. Yeah, I'm real happy to join you and, and happy to uh, you know help in any way that I can. So let's just get to know you a little bit. Maybe just briefly describe your company, exactly you know what you guys do and a little bit of your background. Yeah, sure. Well, I hail from a small uh, town in, in South Dakota, of all places. And after college, you know, I decided to work for a, a large agribusiness company. And so I, I moved over from uh, South Dakota to Minneapolis and worked there for you know eight to ten years. And then I decided to strike out on my own. After I completed my uh, uh, MBA, I went into uh, retail stock brokerage here in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. And so I, uh, I I decided to get out of the cold weather, move south, and, and got into the retail uh, stock brokerage world and uh, quickly found that, you know, that wasn't the best fit for me or the highest use of my talent. So I moved over to the wholesale side and then uh, shortly thereafter moved into the retirement plan side. And that's really where I drew my uh, interest in, in retirement plans. And that's what Tenet Financial Group is. Tenet Financial Group is a, uh, a full-service uh, TPA, which is third-party administration uh, and consulting firm. We help people uh, of, all, uh, of all backgrounds uh, looking to buy businesses uh, that uh, that need capital. They're looking to uh, start a uh, small business of all shapes and sizes that come to us and, and say, how do we finance it? And our job really is to consult with them and help them understand what their finance options are and, and bring them to uh, ultimately a, a good decision as it relates to how best to, to finance that new business. I wanted to ask you, what are the options available for someone looking at starting a franchise? Can you step us through some of the basics? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great, uh, great question. I think uh, uh, maybe, you know, a precursor to that is to understand that there's really two types of businesses out there. Uh, anytime people are looking to start a, a franchise, there's really, you know, one category that might be regarded as a service-based business. That's certainly what, you know, Fibernew fits into that category. Uh, the other might be asset-based businesses, those that are brick-and-mortar retail storefront. You see them up and down, you know, Main Street America. As it relates to financing uh, of those two categories of businesses, it's done a little differently depending on, you know, what somebody is, is seeking to buy. But uh, really, there's, there's two ways uh, to, to finance a business. It's either by way of debt, uh, 
or by way of equity. If somebody's looking at debt, they're looking at you know SBA loans. There's 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 within that category express loans, veterans freedom loans that we do, the 7A loan, the term loans, and uh, and even unsecured lines of credit. So there's 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 debt components that uh, that we can uh, employ when somebody is looking to, to capitalize a new business. And then equity, uh, the other way of doing it is uh, is through equity, and that's typically home equity. Uh, people that have uh, uh, equity inside their, their 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 real estate, their home, they could simply do a home equity line of credit, withdraw that out, and use those dollars. Or the other big way is to uh, utilize retirement plan monies, those that are qualified monies, uh, uh, tax-deferred uh, monies that are set aside in a qualified retirement account. Those can be rolled over and uh, and used to finance the business as well. I see. Okay. Is there such thing as a typical scenario, or is it really case by case, individual by individual? Yeah, a lot of times you're 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 looking with uh, clients. You're kind of taking their temperature as it relates to you know what's palatable to them. For some people, taking on you know a significant amount of debt is 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 comfortable. Um, there's a, there's an individual tolerance of risk uh, component in everybody's strategy as it relates to capitalizing a new business, and so some people are willing to take on uh, debt. Others are, uh, you know, debt averse, if you will, risk averse as it relates to debt, and they're and they're more interested in, in using you know their own equity, whether it's home equity or retirement plan dollars. So it's kind of an individual uh, personal tolerance for risk kind of a uh, discussion, but um, it can be done either way or. Uh, in combination, where some people might use some number of you know, retirement plan dollars and combine that with you know a loan of some kind and uh, blend their capitalization, maximize their buying power, buy more territories, buy more uh, uh, you know for in your case you know vans to put on the road, um, you know make a bigger business out of it at the outset, really uh, by by blending capitalization. So what is the typical process when, when someone comes to Tenant Financial, they want to invest in a franchise, how do they get started? What does that look like exactly? Yeah, when they, they come to us, they're typically referred uh, to us from a referral source or come through our website or one of our social media channels. But when they, when they come to us, our job, our primary job is to consult with them, and, and that is to help them make a good decision as it relates to how best to capitalize the business. And, and financing a new business is, is, is probably maybe more intimidating than, than the biggest purchase they ever made in their life, say, say their home, for instance. This is something that you know, is largely you know, an unknown for most people. And so when people come to us, uh, we walk them through in a consultative, consultative process, uh, helping them understand the ways in which the, the business can be financed, talking about the pros and cons of each transaction, and helping lead them to uh, kind of the, the, the best, highest and best use of, of their capital and their resources and, uh, and their credit for, for the best way to, to capitalize their business. It's kind of an individual. You almost become an investment banker at times where you're, hmm. you're, you're putting deals yeah. together in a way that is, you know, oftentimes different uh, for, for each client. Does that make sense? It does. No two are the same. And I'm wondering on some of the, the nuts and bolts and terminology of some of the loans we, we talked about previously. Sure. So can we just go into a little bit more detail on exactly what an SBA loan is and how it works you know, what would borrowers need to know about SBA? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the, the, the 7A loan basics, if you will, <clears throat> have a few, you know, parameters. And so I'll, I'll maybe encompass or wrap that, that question with, with some of these parameters to kind of add some clarity to what an SBA loan is and how it works. Okay. An SBA loan, uh, credit scores, for instance, are required to be 685 or better. Every loan's going to require a cash injection and a cash reserve. So give or take, you're going to re- be required to, to put in 10 to 30% of the total project cost in terms of a cash injection. So if your total project costs $100,000, you should be expected to, to put in between 10 and, and $30,000 of cash while maintaining 10 to $20,000 of reserve cash. That's kind of a fallback position. The lender looks at that uh, as a liquidity, uh, if you will, guarantee. Guarantee so that if you're unable to pull a salary from the business, you've got that you know ten or twenty thousand dollars in this example to fall back on to pay your your mortgage and your monthly living obligations at home. Okay. Okay. Again, it's a ten-year okay. term prime prime interest rates uh, plus two point seven five. So give or take, it's going to be in that four and three quarter five uh, percent range today, um, and those loans go up to three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so there's okay. plenty of capacity there for a typical SBA loan uh, in terms of, of loan volume. Uh, so some people might, like I said previously, just choose to borrow the entire amount, leverage the entire business. They're comfortable with that. They know what the business is capable of doing. They've done their pro formas and their business plan. They know what they're looking at in terms of cash flow, and they can you know proceed the business that with the business that way. Okay, so an SBA loan is very, very common. It's probably the most common way in terms of debt financing. Okay, so let's now talk about 401k rollovers. What are the nuts and bolts of a 401 rollover? What is it? How does it work? Yeah, a typical uh, uh, client would come to us and say, you know, I've I've retired from you know this business, or I'm leaving you know that job, and I'm coming to you know Fibernew, for instance, to uh, start my own. Uh, my own business. And with that, I've got, you know, some number of dollars that I've saved up in a prior, you know, 401k IRA retirement plan qualified. That is pre-tax money, money that's been saved on a pre-tax basis in, inside of a, uh, uh, a retirement account. Those dollars uh, could be used to, to, to start up a new business. And the way that works, it's simply clients come to us, we set up their new a corporation, oftentimes in the state in which that they choose to operate their business. So if somebody in Omaha, Nebraska comes to us and says, hey, I'm going to start my fiber new business, we would set up a Nebraska uh, corporation that would adopt its own uh, 401k plan. That plan would receive a rollover from their prior um, uh, qualified retirement plan monies from a prior employer. Okay. Those dollars would go into the plan, and and this is a trustee-directed plan, and that means the owner of the business is the trustee of the plan, which means they can wire money from the plan account to their corporation, okay? So the money goes from the, the, the new 401k account to their corporation and becomes cash, an asset in the, in the business to own and operate the business, to pay franchise fees, various operating expenses to include payroll, so on and so forth. Okay, so once they've done this rollover, they now have a corporation that they operate the business from that is cash-rich, not debt-rich necessarily, but cash-rich, and it spends those dollars pursuing this new business. 
Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it's amazing. I think it's safe to say that a lot of people don't even realize that's an option for them. Yeah, and you're I know right. That, I mean, yeah, so. I, I mentioned that when I was, when I was a retail uh, broker, I, I moved into wholesale and on into retirement plan uh, side of the business. And, and when I was back there, this is 20 years ago or more now, and I watched people take personal withdrawals from their retirement plans. When they did that, they would lose, give or take, you know, 40 to 50% of their, their plan account balance to taxes and penalties. And that's Ouch. what intrigued me about, you know, creating a retirement plan and getting it, you know, pre-approved like we, we have today so that people can use 100% of those dollars instead of roughly half. It's, it's entirely, you know, in my mind, too much to, to, uh, to spend or to uh, account for in terms of, you know, the loss of, of buying power if you're going to give, give or take half of your dollars uh, to Uncle Sam. Rather than losing it to the tax equation, invest it back in yourself is really the mantra there, isn't it? Yeah, it uh, you can repurpose that money. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It puts the owner of the business in the driver's seat of their retirement account, and they drive the value of that retirement account going forward from that point. Absolutely. What do you see for typical turnaround times with you know loan applications and financing packages? Is there a rule of thumb there? Yeah, I think you know with SBA loans, um, you know closing time is going to depend on 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 build out or finding the right location or getting the business really to a point of of you know starting its operation. And so, if you're an asset based business, that that closing time can vary. You know, three to nine months, maybe even twelve months, depending on how long it takes to get the real estate. If you're a service-based business uh, like Fibernew, I would say a lot of those loans are going to be within forty-five days. Um, they're going to they're going to happen pretty quickly um, because you just don't have you know the real estate component, for instance. As it relates to you know retirement plan financing, all of that. Uh, happens within three to four weeks. It doesn't really take that long uh, to turn retirement plan dollars into a cash asset for the business. Any common questions or points of surprise or objections that, that you run through with some of the clients you work with? Yeah, I think, you know, when we work with clients individually, it's oftentimes a question as to whether they want to take on, you know, debt and that might be a spouse that's, you know, risk averse to debt or uh, equity, uh, you know, uh, whether they want to spend uh, their retirement plan money in pursuit of this new business. And so uh, the, the challenges are oftentimes around personal tolerance for, for risk. It's important for clients to understand, you know, really on a granular level, the, uh, the transactions themselves. And we make, a, you know, make it a point to, to explain things fully in, in that regard, on, you know, as, as it relates to every transaction we might employ. But every client's going to be different as it relates to personal tolerance for risk. And, and that's what's most important is helping them understand because financing a business can be exceptionally overwhelming. So, so the biggest part of it is helping them understand uh, the ways in which a business can be capitalized so that they feel more empowered. They know that they're making the right decision because they understand the benefits and features and even drawbacks of every specific transaction. And, and I think that's really what's most important is adding that, that, that aspect of clarity uh, to it all. And once clients understand that, once once a prospective you know, franchisee and a new business buyer understands how best 
to capitalize a business. The the decision to go forward is really a pretty easy one. It doesn't have to be, you know, a point of contention at all if, uh, if all of this is explained clearly to them. So that's what's fun about this business is, you know, to be able to consult with people and help them understand the ways in which to capitalize a business. It really does add so much clarity and makes it very empowering for, uh, for the business buyers to, to proceed and, and move forward. I'd like to really echo what you said there on two points, you know, one being from the onset, a lot of entrepreneurs looking at starting a business, it, it can seem intimidating, can it? You know, thinking, how, how am I going to pull this off? What are my options? Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily have all the capital, you know, sitting in a bank account somewhere or on a desert island or in my backyard or whatever it may be. Exactly but right. through your consulting and, and giving them options and paths to take, it, it can become a whole lot easier, uh, probably a lot easier than a lot of people realize. Yeah, we've done this, you know, tens of thousands of times over the years, and, and it's it's always interesting how, you know, one person might choose to capitalize their business, their fiber new business in this in this case, and the very next person we talk to that decides to buy, you know, fiber new, for example, it might choose to, you know, capitalize their business entirely different, and and that's fine. And that's perfectly fine. You know, the, the, the individual, you know, business buyer needs to be comfortable. They need to understand, like I said, on a granular level what it is that they're doing. And, you know, anytime you, you, you pursue a new business, you've got a, you know, a good product that's marketed at a, at a fair market price and you're pursuing it with tenacity and you've, you've capitalized it properly, I mean, that's a, that's a good mix for, for success. It really is. Just in closing, is there anything we would have left out of this conversation together or any, you know, last bits of advice for anybody looking at financing a franchise? Well, I think it's, you know, anytime somebody's looking to start a business, I don't care, you know, how big the business might could be one day, uh, at the outset, there's going to be, you know, a negative, you know, uh, burn rate. There's going to be, there's going to be a period of time where the business doesn't cash flow. And I think people need to be aware of that, especially in a startup scenario. Uh, they need to be aware of what that is and how long that might persist. So number one, doing a business plan is very important. Within that business plan, it's incredibly important to have pro forma financials. Okay, so you need to Gantt chart, you know, what your, what your future is and kind of work that back to today and get a sense for how many, you know, months we were going to have negative cash flow to account for that. And then the other thing is really to, um, to engage your tax advisor, your CPA in all of this. Um, you know, having that individual by your side as you work through all of these processes, I think is really, really important, um, because, especially as it relates to capitalizing a business, because there is going to be a capital account on your balance sheet. It is going to have, you know, equity involved. And so that needs to be accounted for properly at the outset, because a clean set of books today leads to a clean set of books at the end of the year. Uh, if you start off wrong today, it does nothing but get worse typically. So it's important that that's accurate from day one. And so I would say, you know, those kinds of things, think about your, your burn rate, think about your negative cash flow period that you're going to have in your, in your business plan, and then, uh, and then go forward, you know, confidently based on, uh, based on what that data is telling you. So take your time to do your homework. Uh, understand, you know, like I said, on a granular level, 
the finance options, do a business plan, consult your tax advisor and CPA, and engage companies like, you know, like mine throughout the process. There's, you know, we, we're not a sales organization. We're very much a consulting company. Our goal is to help make, you know, good decisions. And, and good decision ultimately might not be, you know, to capitalize this particular business. I mean, that's just the reality of it. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, I wish it did, but uh, that, that's, just not the, that's just not the way that it is. So, you know, we try and do a good job of just helping people understand the ways in which to capitalize a business, and in doing all of that, uh, we, we end up more often than not uh, in a place where we've made a good decision, and that's, uh, and that's a good place to be. All makes sense. Um, very, very great insights. And Derek, if anybody has remaining questions or maybe even wants to get the process started with, with Tenant Financial, what's the best means of doing that? Yeah, the, the way to reach us uh, is, is on our website, Tenant financialgroup.com. That's probably the easiest way to reach us. You can certainly find us on all of the social media channels as well, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, so on and so forth. Uh, it's just a matter of looking up Tenant Financial Group and, and you'll find us. But uh, we're happy to spend as little or as much time as, uh, as is necessary with any, with any client that's uh, thinking about buying a new business, absolutely. Thank you again so much for taking time to do this podcast with us. Well, likewise, and uh, happy to help anytime we can. Thank you to Derek Skosberg from Tenet Financial. Thank you for listening in. And thanks to Delicate Steve for the music on this episode. If you have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Visit us at FiberNew.com or hop on to Facebook or Instagram. You'll find us listed as FiberNew International. My name is Jesse Johnstone. Hope to chat with you soon. Until next time.